Hey there, welcome to Cageless, a conversation podcast about experiential wisdom and personal hope. I'm Jenny Johnson. I'm a writer and I'm asking experts, thought leaders, and my friends to share their knowledge and tools on how they found freedom. Welcome to season one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cageless Podcast. My name is Jenny Johnson, as you know, probably because when you clicked on this, it is right under the title of the podcast on the on on the cover. So, you know my name. Uh, today, our guest, you don't know her name, but I do. This is Miss Sabrina Tanner. Hi, Sabrina. Oh my goodness. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be here with the Miss Jenny Johnson. Yes, we are so excited to have you. Um, Sabrina, let me just give her give her a little bit of an intro. Um, Sabrina is born and raised in Arizona, which is just a hop and a skip from where I am right now. She, her and I came upon each other in the magical world of TikTok, as so many people do <laughs> these days. And she is someone we were talking just before the show started she's someone who i'm just kind of like could i just like live in your mind maybe for like 20 minutes because i don't think i could last much longer in there because of how smart you are in terms of like this like quick-witted like marketing and like understanding what it's like to like put put into such a short amount of words and like such a short amount of time something that needs to be said which as a girl who like I love words and I love over explaining myself I'm like oh Sabrina you could teach us all a little bit of something about how how to just sell ourselves sell our businesses sell everything that we could possibly need to sell it's just a little bit better um Sabrina where did you where did you so you're from Arizona this is not like the land of like I would say like marketing in any in any terms or or anything along those lines. Um no, you're right. Can you tell me a little bit about you? Start from the beginning. Okay, yeah. So I guess a little bit about me. I obviously grew up in Arizona as we've determined. Um I played sports all growing up actually, and I was a big volleyball girl. Volleyball girl forever. And I How tall are you? Okay, yes. Funny story. I'm only 5'5". Five five. <laughs> the rest are both say 5'6". So <laughs> you can go with either on that one. Give, him one. give, give, her, give her one notch. Yeah. Give her one. Come on. I, I had platforms on. <laughs> it was 5'6". Yeah. Yep. So I played libero, but my mom's 5'11". My dad's 6 foot. And so I actually ended up playing at Utah Valley University for only a year and just kind of had a little falling out. And so I ended up quitting after a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was living in Utah, actually, I started working at a place called Orange Theory Fitness. If you've heard of that. Mm-hmm. And the community there is like super tight knit. And somebody there um, was looking for like a social media intern. And that's really how I got started. I did a non-paid internship for the longest six months of my life. The longest mm. six months of my life. Um, Free labor. Was- Get rid of those. Yeah, literally. <laughs> we really need to. But I owe like my whole career to her because she taught me so much. She had over a million followers on Instagram. And then she let me take over her like business Instagram. And I grew it like 15,000 followers in like three months. And I was like, whoa, I think I'm like 
maybe this is what like my think life I'm good at this. Yeah, I was like, wow, maybe maybe this is it. Maybe it's not health and fitness and whatnot and health and wellness. And I still love working out and eating good and mm-hmm. treating my body right, right? But um, I just realized I loved social media and I loved getting – for some reason, I love watching people's reactions to what I post. So mm-hmm. I love like – having like a target emotion you want somebody to feel and then figuring out how to reword your company Mm -hmm. and brand to make them feel that. So it's, that's really how I got started. And that was, I think in 2016 or 17. Wow. So yeah, it's been a little bit since the internship and just from there, I just kind of bounced around just from connections and networking networking. I will say has been like the number one thing they taught me that in school and I didn't really take it like, quite literally because it didn't really happen but then it's really crazy like the people you know the better the people that know you the better (laughs) yes yes it's the the phrase that goes uh it's not about what you know it's who you know but I actually would rebuttal that with like people don't care what you know until they know that you care so Mm -hmm. in terms of like networking is cool But, like, I think that we're in a culture of, like, I know when you were, like, trying to schmooze me. Like, we have a – I would also even be bold enough to say the, the like, little prime spot that we're in between Gen Z and millennial. I call us zillennials. We know when we're we're being sold something. Or we're no – we – like, we have been on the internet for so long that it's really hard to trick us. It's it's also really difficult to keep our attention, which is where I think your talent lies, you know, primarily. is like being able yeah. to keep someone's attention is such like a talent. Yeah, it really is tricky, especially with, you know, working with different brands and working with different people and trying to, like, align my brain with them. And I'm like, okay, how can I keep somebody's attention here? And it's really kind of tricky, like, um, learning all of those little, like, knacks for it. But it's really fun. It's really fun when something, like, really ends up taking off and, like, being crazy successful because of, like, a 15 yes. It's really crazy. Right. Okay. So uh, backtracking just a little bit, yeah. you said you played sports growing up. That was mm-hmm. kind of your, like, passion and your, like, direct line of interest. Yeah. Where do you think where do you think that the pivot kind of started that you were cuz what what did you study in school? What were you thinking like, "Oh, maybe this is this will be like my my way. This will be my business." Yeah, um well, I think the pivot happened when so I was just doing communications. Mm-hmm. Well, I always knew I loved talking and just making connections and relationships and things like that. So I was like, you know, yeah. communications, I don't really know much about it, but let's do it. So I yeah. kind of started there. I I think I always knew I wanted to do like something within like public relations I really liked. Mm-hmm. But then the real pivot happened when it was really sudden when volleyball ended for me. So I mm-hmm. think it was a really sudden pivot. Um, and it took mm-hmm. me probably about a year to like really start realizing that like I wasn't going to play like all four years of college or things like that. Mm. And so I think the pivot forcibly started then, even though I didn't mm-hmm. want it. To, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And so, yeah, I went immediately into like Orange Theory Fitness. And then just within like a couple months is when that internship like just mm-hmm. kind of went. 
in my lap. And I was just like, I guess, I guess, right. like, I guess let's do it. Yeah. I think that it's, it's always so interesting getting to know young people, people specifically in their twenties that we go through these liminal states, right? These, these states of transition and, and limbo. And we're not really sure, like, you know, your twenties are for figuring out who you are. Right. And we can try on all of these different identities, all of these different hats. And a lot of the times we were handed hats before we even got to decide which one we wanted to wear in the first place, whether that's religion or sports or interest or academics. And I have just noted like specifically during the past three years, during the pandemic, so many people have had these like identity shifts, right? And we're all trying to figure out who we are, but also it has been peer-reviewed and researched that in these transitions and these liminal states of crisis is is peak productivity in terms of creativity. So whenever you are kicked out of something else, a different season of life, a different phase, a different sport, a different grade, a different, you know, a pandemic into having to work at home, having to pivot into learning how to take care of your kids, having to pivot into any type of new career landscape or interest at all, it is peak time for your creative mind to play, right? So very true. I love the way you said that too. Um, I think, yeah, because I never even considered like working within social media until I just kind of had to. I was like, well, right. I guess I should. And I guess I should try it. And then because I was yeah. just in that situation, I think my brain was just like, okay, I've got to make this work. <laughs> We're you do. It's it's <laughs> right. It's a it's a fight or flight type thing. And there are situations where sometimes we do fall flat on our faces and things don't work yeah. out. And and you know what? That's 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 a part of all of all of the fun, if you ask me at yeah. this point. But what were you like as like a kid? You, were you only into sports? What was your 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 interest? I think people that meet me now would not believe who I was in like middle school, high school, or just growing up, a young little girl. Um, I was very, so I have five brothers. So I was very mm. tall, very sporty, very, I would come home with like dirt on my face all the time. I was very, um, I had imaginary friends, imaginary dragon <laughs> friends. Um, they were the best. Don't yes. remember them. <laughs> Who I love so dearly. <laughs> so in, so this is actually a funny story. I feel like I have to tell this story because I feel like I shouldn't blame like my middle school, high school on this, but I do. A lot of me does or did. So it's kind of funny. I'll just tell you it. Um, in sixth grade, I want to know science camp and it's like a three day weekend with like your whole class, right? It's kind of like at the end of the year, it's just like a big hurrah and you just go do science things and you get put in these groups and you have a counselor, right? At the end of like the week or the couple days it was, I think it was three or four days. You like your like counselor is like up on a stage in front of everybody and they like announce like this is Nick he's the class clown and like here's your little like goodie bag type of thing you know and they would like announce mm-hmm. like what your role was I guess they named you something and yeah. I up there and I I was really shy and um I'm like oh I hope I get something good you know like thinking in my head on the way up and the teacher or the counselor is like this is Serena she was the shyest of the group. No. I just like, no. I can't even imagine like what I did. I grabbed my goodie bag and I ran to the back and I was like, oh my God. Trauma. Did I just Trauma. 
trauma. I was like, I don't know what to do in this situation. So, and everybody knew I was shy, right? Even the counselor, like, didn't even know what else to name me, I guess. And I think I blamed her a lot, but I'm actually really grateful for the experience. But so throughout middle school and high school, to answer your question, I was very lonesome, shy. I only came Mm. home and I was family. I didn't have many friends. I ended up playing club volleyball, which was like the biggest blessing in my life because that's where I found like my real friends. I had two girls. They were like my only two friends in high school. And we moved actually to, I went to two different high schools. So I think that made it hard on me too. It was my number one goal though, to stop giving myself that label, I guess, when I went to college. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to move out of the state. I'm going to, I'm going to be a cool girl. Cause I think I am a cool girl. And I think I am cool. Yeah. And I, I'm like this, that, and the other and whatever people's opinions. Right. And I always right. try to be like friends with like the cool group and the people that mattered mm. when really I was like, mm-hmm. why? Like, I don't, I'm cool. Like I'm fine. I'm yes. fine by myself. And so I right. feel like finally, like in college, like nobody believes that I was shy. They're like, what? How yeah. funny so, that we often latch onto these labels. And I would dare to say it's usually middle school. Like that's the like damaging yeah. that's the like most damaging time for many of us because oh, yeah. any anyone that we ask could say, <laughs> you know, I have a terrifying like middle school story that I still live in that story in my head. Like yeah. that is the story that I still tell myself that like I'm, I'm a shy girl or I'm really bad yeah. at math or I'm ugly or I'm whatever. I think much more so for I can only speak for girls, but uh yeah. it's it's just really difficult to un undo that. And so how beautiful yeah. and I hope you pat yourself on the back because a lot of people sure. still live in that cage and live in that cl- claiming yeah, that identity. Um, yeah. And you have flourished into like even using your your anti-identity to help yeah. others and like create a business for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what's funny too is like on TikTok, I'm very just myself. And I think it's pretty easy because I'm not doing it in front of anybody when like I'm filming. Mm, right? But only millions of people. But yeah, yes, occasionally. But yes, like it's it's pretty funny. Like I'm like people would never guess. I don't think that I was just some shy girl that it took a lot to like break out of your shell because it's hard to like have a label because I lived in the label for a long time. And I think mm-hmm. even like um, I think I was just not only shy but like afraid to be myself. And I cared mm-hmm. like I would. I think it's a blessing and a curse. I would morph into people I was around. Like I, mm-hmm. I would become somebody like, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, I just, no, it does. It just finally hit me where I was like, why the heck am I living like this? I need to stop. And so it's really hard, but it's, it's worth it. And I, there are a lot more labels I have on myself that I need to work on, but that is one. I right. say. <laughs> Which, but you know, I, don't we all, we all, we all have things that we, that we need to work on. Um, but I think that the the first step to to working on anything is being aware of it, right? And yeah. whenever you whenever you became aware of just like this this identity doesn't fit right, it doesn't feel right because I know deep inside of me, I am cool and I am fun and like I am exciting to be around. So I should exert that into the world too. And yeah. I have found that the more you exert yourself the the more you attract the right people and attract the right opportunities and you know like if you would have never um decided to say no and like reject like 
uh, okay, like volleyball's for sure not happening. This is for sure not happening. School here. And it's like you go to Orange Theory. There are going to be opportunities that come your way that give you opportunities to flourish into who you actually are. And, you know, at least for me, looking back, um, there were internships that I didn't get or jobs that I didn't get or relationships that didn't work out that I'm like, thank God. Because that wasn't who I was or in alignment with who I was becoming, which I also think that that's that's a huge part of your business in marketing itself is owning owning up to a certain identity. Right. What what is your what is your definition of marketing, let's say? Yeah, geez, there's a lot of ways I feel like I could answer this, but I think. How can yeah. I take this brand and give it an identity that is relatable, lovable, funny, and just very um, helpful to this market? I just feel like every day I'm asking myself, how can I make this brand more lovable or like likable mm-hmm. or purchasable? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think marketing kind of feeling focused as well. Like, if you can get somebody to feel like they're a part of your brand, then like you've mm-hmm. got you have got a brand and you have got a brand for a long mm-hmm. time because it's very mm-hmm. <laughs> successful after that. And what they call a cult following, right? So just how to become more yeah. like your consumer, which you already produced it for your consumer, but how can you like make your brand look like them again? Yeah. No, that's so good. That's so good. What do you for our listeners? That, that are new to marketing or wanting to get into social media management, what do you consider like a cult following? That's a good question. A cult following would be somebody that would buy ice and a blizzard from me, but they would buy mm. my That's a cult following. Mm-hmm. Say, they're, say I have a cult following. I would post literally anything and they would sell it out for me. They would be scratching, right. screaming, crying for it, like wanting it so bad. And I, I think of like who, like who, what brand or artist or celebrity or person or thing would you consider having a cult following that has like done a really good job with their marketing, mm-hmm. which I guess it wouldn't actually be the person. It would be like whoever Cindy, you know, whoever is their marketing manager. <laughs> yes, but I know what you mean. <laughs> You're asking. Um, so two people come immediately to mind. Well, maybe three, actually. I have three people that mm. have just done an outstanding job with their marketing. And I feel like I study them every day is Emma Chamberlain. We all know Emma. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she has an insane cult following. She could start any If business. you don't know Emma and you're listening to this, uh, you might be like my grandma or my aunt or some something. Emma Chamberlain is a internet personality with a YouTube channel. And if you don't know who she is, then look her up. Yes, look her up. You will be amazed at what she's mm-hmm. done. And then Two other people that actually started their own brands, but Indie Blue, you've actually probably heard of Indie Blue. She started a brand called Lonely Ghost. And in her Lonely Ghost brand, right? Yeah. So she has like, she calls her followers or her friends, I call them friends, ghosties. So how are Mm -hmm. my ghosties? How are, yeah, like ghosties let's get together or they and they're all ghosties and so they feel like they're a part of this like movement of ghosties like that are all lonely mm, but they're lonely camaraderie all, yeah it's like a camaraderie so 
she does an incredible, incredible, incredible job, I think. I would, like, die to live in her mind for 20 minutes, like, mm-hmm. literally. Um, and then somebody else is Tristan Ikaika. It's her best friend. He's called The Ring King. It's just his own platform. And he grew up with Indy, and they traveled the world right after they gra- graduated high school. And there was mm-hmm. a comment on one of his photos, like, somebody tell me where Tristan gets all of his rings. Like, I love them. And he's like, oh, I actually make them. This could be a business. And he has an insane cult following. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So he does a really awesome job, too. Those are three people that study them like crazy. Or the Kardashians, but Chris Jenner. Oh, my goodness. The Kardashians. That yeah. is an entire episode in of itself, which actually <laughs> I, I am not positive on this. So no one f- – or you can fact check me, but I'm actually pretty sure that there are like classes at universities about the Kardashians now because, because of the like cultural shift and like the way that they've influenced so deeply this, this movement of not just looking, but like the way people exist in the world. Yes. I actually have heard of, um, there being a class, I think it, maybe it went viral and I saw it, and I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, like, if there's any way I could get into this class, yeah. <laughs> I would get into it. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, so which in – there is there obviously, it's the art of marketing. Like, it's not yeah. some there, – there are things that you can study, but I also really do believe that it, it is something that you can not just study but imitate, and also you yeah. can be born with it, right? Like, you can be right. born with – this type of uh, gauge of this is this is people this is how I'm going to sell this to someone and and I obviously think it can be used for evil but it can also be used yes. for such yeah. good and like being I able agree. to tell good stories it's like I hate thinking that there is you know the person who can cure cancer out there but doesn't know how to write or like there yeah. is this like beautiful yeah. thing this beautiful product that could really, really help someone with the chronic pain that they have, but they have a terrible marketing plan and no one, ev- no one's ever going to know about it. But this, this also goes to, we live in a world where we are constantly trying to sell ourselves, right? Like right. we are constantly putting ourselves on the chopping block. And especially for like young creative entrepreneurs, it's a really difficult landscape to be able to find yourself, you know, in the midst of. So what yeah. would you say to someone who is wanting to, not even just creatively, you know, someone could be wanting to start like their own tractor business or they're wanting to learn how to sell t-shirts on Etsy or whatever it is. What would your top tips be on marketing? First yeah. things first. Yeah. If you are just starting out a business or a brand or a personal brand, you want to be an influencer or anything like that, mm-hmm. I would really just look inwardly. Ask yourself why you started the brand, why you want your brand to be like a house, house name, household name, and really figure out your why. The why will carry you. I think a why yeah. is the, the most important part of a brand to me. Yes. Personally. As soon as you have a why, you're like, well, like, well, a lot of people's why are like, I got to put food on the table, of course, right? Yeah. <laughs> But like, why do you like, what do you want people to feel when they look at your brand? Like, why do you want them to look at your brand? And what do you want them to feel when they do see your brand type of thing? That's probably yes. what you would. And I mean, even with a tractor company, like I would make some mm. tractor look so cool and so emotional and like you just <laughs> needed it. And like, it was going to be your best friend. Like, <laughs> just, yeah. you know, like, just make it 
yeah, just figure out your why. And I think, I think you'll go far when you figure out why you're doing what you're doing. Right. Which I think can also be translated into just like personal life and like personal business in general. What is your why as to why you do what you do and why you help people give visibility to their brand and business? Um, A big reason why I was doing it is I actually loved when there were brands that were small businesses that really just couldn't grasp like what they needed to do to get seen. Mm -hmm. And it actually makes me pretty giddy inside when I see a video going viral. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, Ooh, like, Oh my gosh, like I'm so excited for you. You're actually getting like views. And I think I'm just genuinely happy for people feeling happy. Like I'm a very, like, I like, I love, I remember I was helping my sister-in-law. She has a company called lines by Chuck. It's, she does drawings, paintings, prints, things like that. And I made a video for her and it just like shot up immediately. And I just remember feeling so like fulfilled inside. Like I was like, Ooh, Oh my yeah. gosh. Like, like this is the feeling like I want to feel when I'm like working with brands. I think I just mm-hmm. really love giving people I love success for everybody. There's crowns yeah. for everybody. There's, mm-hmm. you know, type of thing. So, and it really does genuinely make me feel like weirdly giddy. So no, I, I, I think that that's beautiful. That. I think being able there, there is so much hate in this world, and there's so many people that want to see others lose, and it's really, really important. I think in in any way possible, be able to exert some sort of hope to others and help to others because we are all in this together, Wildcats. Because knowledge, I don't even want to say like knowledge is power. Knowledge is freedom. Because you can sift through yeah. the pa- you can sift it's through the knowledge true. of like whatever helpful tips and tricks people can give you, but at the end of the day, no one is a doctor for life. No one can prescribe you yeah. exactly how to be successful and happy all the time. But it's like these helpful tools have been of assistance to me, and I hope that they can guide you as well. Because I want all of us yeah. to be okay. You know. Yes. No, I actually love that. And I love, I think that's why immediately when I saw you, I just immediately followed you because I was like, oh my gosh, she's just really sharing something that is impactful to my day and how I feel about myself and how, I don't know, you just, you're sharing very impactful knowledge that I think is something that you can just carry with you for your life type of thing, if that makes oh, sense. Thank it just you. makes you at the end of the day become more self-aware and happier. Which at the end of the day really is the goal, you know? Yeah. So self-awareness is self-awareness. What's the, the, it's like know thyself. And that's the whole, like, that's the whole point. I actually believe that's like, uh, that's a Buddhist teaching. But when you know yourself, you can know other people and you can help other people as well. And, and there's so much pushing people down, especially, uh, I can only also only speak for the girls again. It's like, Especially in like the internet landscape, in the business landscape, we have, first of all, not even been allowed to have bank accounts for 50 years at this point. Like we are so brand new to being able to provide for ourselves and be businesswomen and be entrepreneurs that it's like, oh, I need to girl boss this out. Like I need to push someone else down. I need to be the best of the best. And that's such like a masculine energy to live in. 
that, no, 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 no. We are all, we are all absolutely worthy of finding success because there are plenty of men that have been at the very top of the food chain for a very long time and they're doing just fine and they're getting, they're, they're, they're playing golf together. So it's like, I don't Literally. need to be <laughs> jealous of you. I don't need to like allow envy or greed or pride to get in the way of like forming relationships with one another because that's that's what you were exactly. saying is like marketing business in general is just about relationships. It really is all about relationships. It's the relationship between you and your customer or you and your coworker, you and your brand. It's that's really what it's all about and what will create a really successful business. And something I do want to say when you said like rich guys are just golfing together. I remember this one random experience. I feel like I have to throw this in yes. here. I was driving home, super, super broke mm. <laughs> at the time. I was living in Utah. I was so broke and I was so tired of being broke and I needed to do something else and couldn't figure it out. And, um, cause I was like in between jobs type of mm. thing. And I drive by this guy and he's like wearing like khakis and flip flops outside of his like nice, nice house. And I'm like, how dare he? <laughs> I'm like so pissed, you know? I'm like, how dare you be wearing khakis and footballs? <laughs> right. I'm like, where's something that? I know you can have it. Like, yes. Kind of thing. Yeah, I was like, why am I mad? Like, he he did whatever he needed to do to live however the guy wants to live. I'm like, mm-hmm. I will do whatever I need to do to live however I want to live. Yeah. And I just remember, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be jealous or envy or I'm like, who cares? I'm going right. to do it too. So I think that's definitely a big part of the mindset that you need to have. Yeah. <laughs> I I did not expect that that uh, story to go there. I thought that you were going to like be like, I'm going to like make him over and like make him like not wear khakis and flip flops and like PR no, the heck out like of her. him. But oh yeah, my goodness. Okay. Sabrina, tell me this. If you could go back and tell your younger self anything today the the middle school shy girl award what would you tell her um I would tell my younger self to just really look inwardly at what I really wanted and whether that's relationships business career sports whatever it was but really ask myself what I wanted and then just start doing that Because for the longest time, I think, kind of like I said, I just played to whatever somebody else told me I should play to or type of thing. So I think just finally and as easy as it is to say, then do, um, just Mm. stop caring about what other people thought of me and start worrying about what I thought of me. Yeah. Because I don't think I really worried about that for a long time until life kind of hit me in the face. So yeah, yeah, you got to really care about yourself before you can start caring about other people, I think is probably the number one thing I'd say. Cause yeah. I was just so worried about what other people thought, the judgment, which was mm-hmm. just made up thoughts in my mind. I think it's funny how we do that. We, we stop ourselves from doing something because of a made up judgment of like what I think they would think. Right. And we haven't even thought it yet. Like, it's just funny. You're the so, only one who's thinking it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, you are literally in your own mind. Yeah, it's so true. So probably just to really ask yourself what you want in this life, really ask myself, I guess, what mm. I wanted in this life and just start doing that. It's not worth it to wait. Right. Really and there was, there was already something in little Sabrina that was like, oh, wait, I am not just the shy girl. This is not correct. I'm so much more than yeah. this. 
And that is a cool thing is being able to recognize that the you that you've always wanted to be, it's already in here. It's already in here. And sometimes you just need help. You sometimes need people like Sabrina to show you how to be that person on the outside, you know? Sometimes you really do. Sometimes you really do. So, yes. yes, it's true. Uh, oh my no, goodness. Yeah. Sabrina, thank you so much for coming on today. We loved having you collectively, all of us. I'm speaking on behalf of all of the listeners around the world. Can you tell I us where you. we can find you on the internet? Yes. Uh, Sabrina Ann Socials across all platforms. Mm-hmm. A-N-N-E is how you spell Ann. Yeah. I'd love to see you guys over there. So Absolutely. <laughs> Please go follow Sabrina. She gives so many wonderful media, marketing, um, social tips about growing business, entrepreneurship, and she's one of my absolute favorite follows. So grateful to know you. We are so happy that you came on today. Ditto. I am so happy. You're you're the best. Thank you for having me. Ah, yes. Well, thank you, everyone. I will make sure to link all of Sabrina's socials in the show notes. And until next time, we'll see you again on Cageless. If you enjoyed or learned anything from today's episode, I want to hear from you. Shoot me a text or call to 903-871-5092. It's completely free and anonymous if you choose. And... Don't forget to be kind to yourself today.